Black Equity listeners, this is episode 178. I have not done a solo podcast episode in quite some time, and I think it is uh, that time for us to have a conversation about what is going on in the culture. Uh, so go ahead and tell all your friends uh, this is the episode that they need to listen to. Make sure that you share this podcast with everyone within your circles Everyone that you know has an intelligent mind and who values black culture around the world. We have listeners literally in a lot of different countries all over the world. And it is is very humbling and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to come to you on a daily basis. And I know there have been uh, many of you who have decided uh, to rock with us since day one. And for many of you, this may be one of your first or second episodes. And I appreciate all of you. I appreciate day one listeners. I appreciate yesterday listeners. All of you bring something different. Uh, today's episode, I really want to send out a letter to the culture after listening to this Dave Chappelle uh, special, Sticks and Stones, on Netflix. So without further ado, Let's get into the episode. So we find ourselves here towards the end of August with a lot of things happening in the culture. You know, we haven't had a chance to speak one on one uh, for quite some time. I I don't think I've released uh, a solo episode in about a week and for many of you, that's a long time for us to not sit down and examine, you know, what is happening. During that time, we've had a lot of great conversations, and I'm so thankful uh, for the different guests that we've had on over the last week and a half. Uh, the wisdom that has been presented has been next level as far as understanding state planning, understanding, uh, you know, how to correctly Uh, Be savvy with your finances. We've had a great music talk. And so for everyone who's come on to the uh, podcast, I thank you. And I am grateful for your presence. And all of you are welcome back. And anyone listening who's an entrepreneur, an investor, whatever it is you may be, you are invited on the show. And what will we talk about? We'll talk about culture and how it relates to your profession or what it is that you do to bring value to the world. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of podcasts uh, spend a lot of their time, uh, you know, highlighting the, the business side and business is awesome. Uh, I wanted to, you know, have a podcast where we create it for the culture and the culture now owns the Black Equity Podcast. I'm just a facilitator. I'm here to facilitate what is currently happening because uh, that's how entrenched we are now within the culture. Literally, things are happening within the culture and we are tagged in these things. We are sent emails. People are contacting us, letting us know, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Or we want you to be a part of this. And I am truly grateful, humble to uh, have created this opportunity for all of us to connect on a global uh, level. And so it leads us to the Dave Chappelle conversation, right? Dave Chappelle comes out with a special called Sticks and Stones. It's roughly about an hour and 15 minutes. 
And for those who don't know, there's also a Q&A uh, on the Netflix special as well. If you let the credits roll through, supposedly it's a secret, but it's a secret that everybody should know by now. So make sure you check out the Q&A if you haven't had a chance to do so already. And so I'm not here to uh, give uh, this point or that point. I really just want to uh, give a stream, stream of consciousness uh, conversation about what is happening, because a lot of what um, Dave Chappelle is talking about is really what you would find in the first 177 episodes of this podcast. You know, Dave Chappelle has a bigger platform. He has had the pulse of the culture for quite some time. So when Dave says it, it is uh, seen as permanent and it is seen as fact. Um, you know, when Black Equity Podcast does it, it is seen as an opportunity to explore, an opportunity to kind of study it and see, well, maybe this is where, where, we're, where we're going. But I think now we've reached a point where if it's coming through on this podcast, it's because it's it's rooted in factual information. It's rooted not in speculation, but in factual understanding of what is happening. Because really, all we do is sit back and study what is happening. I see a lot of people on Twitter who have said uh, they they start these tweets off with uh, Nip says in reference to Nipsey Hussle. They'll say Nip said do this and Nip said do that. Well, one of the things that Nipsey Hussle said is study uh, study the, the money makers, study the, the successful people as if it is the last thing that you need to do. Like it, it, you need to be studying it like it, your life depends on it is basically what Nip said. So to take the Nip said thing, I'm studying every single corner of the culture to try to understand how does how does wisdom come from it? How can we then apply that to our businesses? How can we then apply that to our daily lives? And so it's a mixture of cultures, a mixture of business. And that's where we find ourselves here on Black Equity, because we want to not allow other people to dictate you know, what our value is. We want to take our value in our own hands. And so it leads us to Dave Chappelle uh, having this bigger conversation on his uh, special on Netflix. And a couple of years ago, we heard about this big deal between Netflix and David Chappelle doing this partnership. Uh, it was $80 million. It was a crazy, crazy number, but maybe it's not that crazy. Maybe when you're that valuable, the numbers aren't crazy at all. You know, once you know your worth, you know, is it that crazy to request $25,000 or $2 million or $80 million, depending on where you are and how you shape and influence the world? Once you start shaping and influencing the world, uh, really, you become priceless, my friends. Uh, so I want to have this conversation of what what do you do when you now have the culture in the palm of your hands. When the culture is in the palm of your hands, what is it you do? Well, here's what Dave did. Dave decided, Dave being Dave Chappelle, Dave decided, hey, I got the culture in the palm of my hands. They're listening to everything I'm saying. I'm the hottest out right now. For many of you, he's regarded as the best comedian out. 
I don't have him in my top five only because here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody calm down. David Chappelle isn't necessarily that funny to me. And I've said this on Twitter. No, anybody who follows me and retweets my my tweets and is, is connected with me, they know this. David Chappelle is not that funny to me. To me, yes, you can throw your your uh, gifs out and your gifs out and say, hey, you know, uh, to me, you know, you, you, you're you're wrong on this one, DJ, and that's fine. You, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. I listened to the the entire special three times, maybe even four, depending on uh, if you count, you know, skimming through and catching certain parts. So we're on three and a half times that I've watched this entire episode of uh, the special for Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I don't think this episode is any type of a spoiler. I'm not giving away any of the jokes, but I do want to talk about the premise and uh, do a deeper dive into the psychology of it. So Dave Chappelle has the culture in the palm of his hands. What does he do with it? He decides to flip the entire script and instead of telling jokes um, about everything else in the world, he decides to turn the joke on the people. He he decides to, to flip it and make fun of the entire culture that loves him and uh, really cherishes him. And so I'm saying, hey, he's not in my top five comedians because I see a comedian as someone who is funny. Right now, that being said, I do believe he's he's one of the most influential uh, people, figures in black culture today. He's definitely up there. I'm not trying to take away his influence. I'm not trying to uh, discredit him or not praise him or to stop him from, you know, getting his shine. There's this narrative that, you know, I have some type of issue with people getting shine and praise. No, Colin Kaepernick can get praise and um, Big Crit can get praise and everybody can get praise. There's this fake narrative that I have an issue with people doing great things. No, I, I never have an issue with uh, influential people being influential. But my job here on Black Equity uh, and anywhere that I that I appear is to give a uh, ac- uh, accurate portrayal of the times that we're in and how it can relate to where we're going in the future. See, when you're a futuristic person, you you tend to be five or 10 years uh, ahead of yourself. You know, you can kind of see, okay, this is where we're headed. Now, let me come back to the culture to see, well, how do we get there the right way? And so Dave Chappelle isn't in my top five because he doesn't make me laugh. He makes me think. And I mean, to me, that's even I mean, that's powerful. That's that's an awesome thing to do. And he's still one of my favorites. He's just not top five. I probably have him six or seven. Uh, stand-up comedians in my life. I have five uh, being Bernie Bernie Mac. Uh, I have uh, four being, I believe I have Richard Pryor there. Uh, three, I have Eddie Murphy. Uh, two, I have Chris Rock. And number one, I have as Cat Williams. I believe Cat Williams is the funniest comedian that I've ever listened to, but that's just me. I'm just going by what I've experienced in my life. And my my top five isn't definitive. You can have your top five and you can decide whatever you want to decide. For many of you, Dave Chappelle is number one. Just that's what it is. Dave Chappelle is number one to you. For me, he's not number one because he doesn't make me laugh. He makes me think. And during this entire special, there really wasn't many jokes. 
See, when we look at the black equity of things, we have to understand, well, what is a joke? Right. <laughs> Let's study it, because one of, if you are a true listener, you know that the first episode that's currently available is called um, I Just Want to Laugh which it was a it was an entire episode dedicated to stand up comedy and what was currently happening at the time with Tiffany Haddish. So if you hadn't had a chance to go listen to that, go listen to that episode and you'll see, OK, well, I'm not um, someone who doesn't get comedy. I love comedy. I really do. But what is the definition of a joke? <laughs> what is the definition of a joke? Because. I didn't really hear many jokes. I didn't hear many jokes. A joke is a display of humor, which words are used within a specific and well-defined narrative structure to make people laugh and is not meant to be taken seriously. Boom. Let's take a step back. A joke is a display of humor in which words are used within a specific and well-defined narrative uh, structure to make people laugh and is not meant to be taken seriously. I'll be honest with you, this entire sticks and stones should be taken very seriously. I'm often asked, hey, DJ, what are you currently listening to? What is the music you're listening to? What are the podcasts you listen to? You can head over to Instagram at Black Equity Network and you can see the podcast that I'm listening to. I'm always listening to Pillow Talk podcast by Robin E93. I'm always listening to Hella Smart Mothers because I feel like they can give me a perspective that I'm not necessarily familiar with. I'm always listening to uh, Better Than You Pod, uh, where they're able to really dissect and go deeper into topics. Topics uh, that I may just even just touch the, the surface on. And I really love uh, going deeper into the, the perspective. Uh, Real Love 916. I love that that conversation, especially me having this heart uh, for what's going on on the West Coast and being able to uh, listen to Ashlyn give this uh, take on what's going on. So those are some of the podcasts I'm listening to. Currently, the music that I'm listening to includes uh, Rhapsody's new album, Eve. I love the uh, Raphael Sadiq album. I would definitely tell you to go listen to that. Uh, to me, that is next level. Uh, that is probably my favorite project right now is the Raphael Sadiq album. So those are some of the uh, some of the, the content that I'm listening to. So before we get back into the show, make sure you send me what some of the things that you're listening to. And let's have a discussion on them. Back to the show. So to me, this isn't a this isn't a joke. The Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones is not stand up comedy. I mean, it is. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. He's standing there and he's telling his truth and people laughed. But technically, there were no jokes told because a joke is not to be taken seriously. And my friends, my friends, my friends, my friends. Everything that Dave Chappelle is talking about needs to be taken very seriously. This cancel culture thing that y'all are playing around with, it has to stop. It has to stop with I, I get I get I get what you all think you are doing. You think you're powerful by tearing people down. 
You think you're powerful by taking shots at everybody in the culture any single time something happens and it makes you feel as if you're accomplishing something by looking out onto the world and and and, and bringing it down and, and not necessarily providing any type of counter see what what I've learned is your enemies will laugh at you and your friends will empower you. Your enemies will laugh at you and your friends will empower you. See, if you if you do something, if you do something in your life and you make a mistake or you make an error, people will reveal themselves all the time. People are on Twitter and they'll say something and Instead of me necessarily laughing at them, I, I might send them some information and say, hey, here's a way for uh, you to empower yourself to get over that hurdle, to be able to get to that next level or that next thing of thinking. To me, that's what I do with my friends. And really, I have no enemies. I'm just being honest with you, I, I was tweeting the other day, you know, all these so-called rivals out here. They're just Maria Sharapova. They've been talking about Maria Sharapova and um, Serena Williams being rivals for like 10, 15 years. And Serena Williams has won 15 straight matches. Where's the rivalry? (laughs) Where's it at? And a lot of these so-called rivalries in your life, they're just Maria Sharapova. No offense to her. It's just a metaphor. No, 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 no offense taken, but I'm sure it's very offensive. A lot of these people are Maria Sharapova. Nobody, nobody can really defeat you, but you. And so I'm looking at this bigger picture of what is going on in the culture. And the whole culture is ready to get rid of anybody. Anytime somebody new comes into the picture, We look them up and down and see if they're allowed to fit into our crew, into our world. And I I get it. We're very skeptical of everybody. But here's the thing. As As a guy, when I was growing up, I moved around a lot. Okay. And I went to new schools. Okay. So I was the new kid on the block a lot. Okay. And when you're the new kid on the block, you always have to pay close attention to everything. Why do you have to pay close attention? Because you never know if people are uh, really your friend or if they have ulterior motives. And so I never understood why I had to move around so much as a child. I never understood why I had to go here and there and here and there. It's like, man, what is going on? Why, why can't I ever have uh, stability? Right. I wanted to have that solid foundation Uh, growing up. And so here's what I found. Here's what I found. The reason why I had to go through that is so I can understand the systems that are at work. See, what I'm finding now as I enter into new spaces as an investor and I'm sitting down in new places and I'm the new kid on the block, it's it's real simple for me to then see, well, are these group of people my friends? Or are they... Pretending to be my rivals. (laughs) A lot of people are pretending to be your rivals 
because they see you as an opportunity to go to another level. See, in order to get to another level in their minds, they have to defeat something greater than themselves. And so what they do is they say, oh, that person right there has something about them. If we can defeat him, we're better than him or we're better than her. And so they find ways to try to trick you into uh, joining up with them and doing what they do and uh, leading you astray and going down paths that aren't necessarily best for you. That's why I encourage you to think for yourself. Now, what does all this got to do with Dave Chappelle? A lot of what Dave Chappelle is talking about in this special is about a freedom of thought. Everybody is jumping inside of these categories just so then they can say, well, I'm a part of this and you're not. And so since you're not, allowed, you know, you're not part of it, you're not allowed into our space anymore. He, he, he breaks down so eloquently how we have become a very tribal society. And it always was this way, but now social media has personified it. We, we have become uh, tribes all over the nation, all over the world, where we find our, 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 our 10 people, our 15 people, our 20 people, and we ride with those people. And as soon as somebody new comes on the block, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's somebody else, we find ways to use them. And manipulate them and try to control them. And sadly, most of the times we try to find ways to trick them into believing that we need their validation. And what David Chappelle is saying through the thread of this whole entire special is simply this. He walks out with uh, an outfit on as if he. Uh, maybe is in prison or uh, some type of an outcast. He calls the special sticks and stones. He's basically saying, I'm the new kid on the block, which he's not. You know, he's been around forever. But he's he's saying, hey, y'all in this culture, I'm walking out here. I'm nothing like you. I'm dressed differently than you. Here's what I think. I think I think everything that y'all are doing in the culture is bullshit. I think everything that. Everything that you are pretending to be higher, you know, uh, mightier than thou is bullshit. And I'm, I'm here to call you on your BS. That's what Dave Chappelle is doing. He, he's simply saying throughout the whole special, fuck you. Fuck you for trying to get rid of uh, people uh, because they're different than you. Fuck you. Uh, for trying to uh, control narratives, uh, you know, when dealing with Kevin Hart and the Oscars. Fuck you uh, for trying to um, use your uh, affiliations of any sort to try to bring people down because they don't behave in the way you want them to. Basically, what Dave Chappelle is saying throughout this whole this whole special is fuck your acceptance. Fuck your approval. All the, everybody's making up like you, you can scroll through Instagram. You can scroll through Twitter and everybody's making up these little secret societies that aren't so secret. It's very obvious what's going on. And here's what they'll do. They'll create their little worlds. 
And right now it's very digital, right? You know, they got Facebook groups, they got Twitter groups, they got secret chat rooms where everybody's running into. They got little sections of Twitter and little sections of Instagram and everybody's huddled up in their own tribe. And 10 people get around and they 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 joke with each other, they laugh with each other about what's going on in the culture. And if somebody new comes in, they find ways to isolate that person as if they do not participate in the way that they want them to. If they can't use them, if they can't get them to accept the, their way of thinking, they'll just toss them to the side. That's currently what's going on in the culture. And maybe it was always this way. Maybe maybe it was always this way, but social media allowed it to be personified to a whole nother level. Everybody's trying to fit in. Everybody wants you to think like they want you to think. And it's kind of (laughs) scary. I'm sorry, y'all. The things that I'm seeing online and offline is it's a mob mentality for your basic human right to think for yourself. And Dave Chappelle is saying, F your acceptance. A lot of people are hugging on so tight to their fake imaginary worlds that they've created that allows them to think, well, I fit in because I have this. <laughs> well, I fit in because I have that. And if you don't rock with this, then we don't need you over here. We will get rid of anyone on some Me Too stuff. Not to say that uh, Me Too isn't serious, but I think I've seen things uh, in the culture where it says, well, I'm believing a woman no matter what. It's like, well, hold on now. (laughs) I love my black women. I, I I love women. I love people. Maybe we should do an investigation. I'm not saying don't investigate, but maybe we should do an investigation before we just say, well, I'm I'm on this side before that side. That sounds like a gender war to me. That sounds like that sounds uh, that sounds very toxic. There's there's these fake gender wars going on. There's, you know, F the establishment, which I've always been for. I don't who wants the establishment (laughs) to be established, but. The same people that will, you know, get rid of you because you don't think the way they want you to think, they ain't got nothing to say when, when the, you know, the Amazon <laughs> rainforest is on fire. It's like, it, it, it's fake. It's fake reality is what we're in. We're, we're in the middle of people who are creating fake realities, which is real to them. Everybody's in their own dream world. And if you don't go along with them being in charge of you and them deciding what is right and what isn't, they'll just throw you to the side. We are in one of my favorite shows. Mm -mm -mm. One of my favorite shows on TV, and we have a whole episode about it. I believe it's the best show on TV. It's Snowfall. And if you know anything about Snowfall, I won't give it away. But if you know anything about Snowfall, the biggest part is who are you connected to? Because if you have direct connections to where the source of where you get your money comes from. And in this situation, you know, they're selling cocaine. But that's not really the the point of this metaphor. But in this situation, the main character has direct source to where the, the flow of the product is. 
And people want to X him out because they want access to where the flow of the resources are. And so a lot of people spend all this time to try to X out the person who has the resources because they want it for themselves. When all they would have to do is align with who has the resources and play their part, play their position within the ecosystem. Find who aligns with what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, align. alignment is greater than anything else in this world. Being, being within frequency with people is, is, is greater than anything in this world. But alignment and frequency doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. We can disagree and still sit at the same table and share food together, eat together, make money together. You don't have to think how I think, but you do have to respect me. And we've reached a place in the culture. The, 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 the lack of respect that I'm seeing out here in the culture, and ain't just for me, but just the respect for basic humanity. For basic humans, we respect animals more than we respect humans. We are so quick to get rid of everyone. We are so quick to cancel anything that we just don't like. And and it never adds up because one person could do one thing and another person could do the exact same thing. But because we have a relationship with this person, magically everything is okay. Most of the people that you are aligned with have done the exact same thing that the people you're not aligned with have done as well. But you've decided, well, I don't like them. I hate them. I want nothing to do with them. I'm blocking them on Twitter. I don't want I don't want anything to do with these people. When in reality, we all have to figure out how to work together in some capacity. We have reached. The, the peak of cancel culture. And I believe what Dave Chappelle did in this special was he killed it. I believe Dave Chappelle walked up to cancel culture and shot it dead in the forehead. I believe cancel culture is, is either dead or dying based off of this special. I don't think Dave Chappelle told a joke. I think this whole series, this whole special was a truth session. And here's the undisputed truth. You need people. People make this world go round. And this whole thing about money, because see, there's another clip floating around, too. On, on, on Twitter and social media where Dave Chappelle is talking to Gail a couple years ago and he's talking about how money and opportunity often can be a trap. People will offer you money and opportunities and really what they're trying to do is trick you because what they want to do is they want to control what you focus your mind on. So if they can get you to go do this and get you to go do that, They own your mind. And once they own your mind, they can control your behaviors. And what Dave Chappelle talks about in that clip is he says, what I had to do is learn that not all money is good money. Not all opportunities are great opportunities. But how do you know that? How do you know if you're around a group of people that are ready to cancel you at any moment? Here's how you know.
if every single time you say something that is incorrect or an error to them, they laugh at you, they ridicule you, they put you down, and they offer no other substitute of information. If, if they keep presenting themselves as the only source for you to prosper, if everything has to flow through them, walk away. These people are not to be trusted. Not because they're bad people, but because they need control. Cancel culture comes from this basic need to feel superior. Cancel culture comes from this basic need to feel superior. And the only way they can feel superior is if they if they step on you, if they push you down. And so you got some decisions to make, business owners, investors, artists, creators, all the different people who come and gather here for the, the wisdom that black equity can provide. You have some decisions to make. Are you still going to keep rolling with the people that you know at any single second? They're going to get rid of you and toss you to the side, spit on your name, tell all everybody within that circle they're not to be trusted. We can't do any work with them. He he won't he won't do what we tell him to do. Are you going to keep going down that road? Are you going to start treading your own path? The beautiful part about being the new kid on the block. The beautiful part about seeing things from uh, a third circle point of view. Is you always know who's on your side. Because your friends will empower you. When you're wrong, they'll pull you to the side and say, here's a piece of wisdom that I want you to. Look over. You can decide to rock with it. You can decide not to. But here's a way for you to maybe level up from where you're currently thinking. There's nothing worse than hanging out with a group of people that won't tell you that you're making an error or they'll tell you, but they won't show you how to improve it. Sometimes what I do in business is I make an error to see how people will treat me. And it always reveals so much. Be very careful, dear culture. Be very careful about aligning with people whose sole purpose is to get you out of alignment. What David Chappelle is saying on that stage in Atlanta, on Netflix, for the world to see. He's saying, fuck anybody who is sole mission is to break you away from what God has for you to elevate to the highest level possible. Your sole mission in life is to be the greatest version of yourself. And it's hard to be the greatest version of yourself when you're surrounded by people who treat you as the worst version of yourself. Cancel culture is dead, or at the very least, it's dying. As it's dying, 
these people aren't going to have any say in what you do and how you operate. And that lack of control is going to cause a lot of outrage. As people break free from their groups and these tribes and they realize who they've been hanging out with. That's not the that's not that's not the key to life. The key to life isn't who you know. The key to life is alignment. And that's going to bring everybody to you that you're destined to work with. Before you start shaking hands with people and working with just everybody, sit down and have a conversation. Why are people so quick to get straight to business and not have any type of connection with anyone? Not sit down and have these uh, conversations to understand each other's vision. They just want to make money. They just want to get the bag. And as soon as they get it, they're going to throw you away. And then they'll, they'll stand over your body. As you're dying and they'll say, hey, hey, partner, it was nothing personal. It was just business. Because to them, business is war. To them, business is uh, getting rid of people and cutting out the middleman. And it is brutal. Find people who move with love. Find people who move with generosity. Those are the people who will empower you. But see, you can't do that unless you know your own power. See, if you think that you don't deserve more, then you'll accept anything. You'll even accept the sticks and stones that people throw at you.